In some ways, hypnosis regression therapy is a bit like sitting down in front of a series of mirrors and regarding yourself from many different angles. Sometimes this new perspective acts as a natural catalyst or a domino effect that can sweep through us from within. When we meet ourselves and the people around us in this manner, an innate progressive reaction takes place. We can find ourselves charged with insight and acceptance for who we really are and the reality of the world around us. Regression therapy or quantum healing hypnosis therapy can be experienced as a light relaxation, a deep personal exploration, a series of characters or past life stories, a way of coming to terms with grief, death, loss, and finding what is meaningful in life. In this season of NT&B, we travel deeper for an in-depth, behind-the-scenes look at the fascinating concept of quantum healing hypnosis therapy. Speaking with practitioner Wanda Amos, who gently guides us through the inner workings of this powerfully transformative experience, to the other side, where no two people and no two sessions are ever the same. you describe what regression therapy is? Is this past life or is it any sort of regression? Because it's sort of a broad term. It is. And with the QHHT, which is the quantum healing hypnosis technique, um, the method I use developed by Dolores Cannon several years ago, it's really, really interesting because we call it past life regression, but it can be a regression to a past life or to the past in this lifetime as well. It depends on where the higher self of the person feels that we need to regress to. So we never know quite where we're going until we're in the middle of it. Okay, so um, the course is steered by the higher self. Like someone might go in and they'd say that they think they need to go to a past life or just further back in their current life, um, right. where in fact the higher self might actually have a, a different plan for what might be more beneficial. Definitely. I've actually read some of her books. Did you say Canon mm -hmm. was it? Yeah. I've read two yeah. or three of them. I found them very, very interesting. I think it depends on like uh, people have different belief systems, but even if they just want to look at it from a symbolic perspective, it's still extremely valuable. It really can be. And the information is whatever past life or life expression is chosen, it relates to what is going on in the current lifetime. Otherwise, it wouldn't be shown. Sometimes it can show themes from other lifetimes. And Dolores referred to the higher self as the subconscious. You know, at the time, she didn't know what to call it. Mm -hmm. So she just said, you know, can I call you this? You know, whoever she was speaking to said, sure, whatever you call us isn't important. But we understand now that it is actually the higher self and the higher aspects of the person that's coming for help. And, you know, the, the first process is the induction process where we take the person to the place they need to go to visit their past lives or wherever it is they're going to go. Sometimes it's in the future, too, which can be kind of interesting. But the real magic happens after that part where we start talking to the higher self. And that's actually more interesting, I find, than the past lives. 
Okay, I just I'm trying to remember from what I've read from the books. I know that you'll sure. regress and you'll regress from this lifetime into sort of a um, the space where it's just the consciousness before you might go into the previous life. That's right, and where the way it works with the induction, um, we take the person to a beautiful place, and from there they find a cloud where they can float, and this cloud is the vehicle, and it's kind of a metaphoric thing as well. You know, the cloud like it, you're just floating along, mm -hmm. and it takes them from the finite aspect of them, you know, the, the self they are in this lifetime, mm -hmm. to the infinite, where they get to visit um, other lifetimes, other life expressions, going to the spirit side sometimes as well. So it really is a limitless position to be in. It truly is. Which would be extremely valuable um, for someone trying to work through something or make some light of a situation. Yes. So you say this is an induction process. What What is involved? They sort of, they come into your office, I guess, and they mm -hmm. make themselves comfortable. Do you do a meditative state, or how does that work? We are going to be working in um, a light trance state. Now, sometimes people think of going into trance as, you know, the, the hypnotherapy, that, or not even hypnotherapy, the hypnosis they do, you know, when getting someone to quack like a duck or something like that, the stage hypnosis. No, okay. It's nothing like that. No. We go to the theta state, which is a light meditative state. Right. Some people don't even feel as though they are in a trance state. And quite frankly, we're in trance states at different times of the day. The strongest are just as we're falling asleep and as we're waking up. But you know what it's like to go for a drive somewhere, and you're not quite sure how you get home. You don't remember anything. Or if you're really involved in something, nothing else matters. You're just in that zone. Those are trance states, too. So with the QHHT, we're working with just a light trance state. Some people do go deeper than others. And we just work with that state. Uh, we know what to watch for, you know, the way the breathing changes, some of the eye movements, so that we know the person is where they need to be. And just from there, I start asking questions to orient them um, into the place they went to. And it's interesting as well. Some people see it as they fully feel like they're in another body, even though they know that they're laying down um, in the room with me and just going through a process. So it's, it's interesting in the consciousness, in knowing how it can shift from the body they're in presently to another one, to something that's coming into their head. And it, it shows the person that there is the finite them, but the infinite them can be in many different places at once. Okay. So it if goes, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. People talk about bilocation all the time, and they talk about mm -hmm. projection and that sort of thing. Um, right. I sort of feel like when people talk about that, they're sort of looking at it from an anchored position. But in this respect, it's much more, I don't know, cosmic, conscious. It seems more infinite to me than what people normally talk about when they talk about remote viewing or projection, astral projection. Very much so. So what is usually a person's reaction as they're sort of going into the theta state and they've gone through the theta state, so now they're in um, relaxed, sort of that in two places in the sense where they're aware that they're in your office, but they're also aware that they are experiencing something else. What is normally their reaction when they get to that point? 
the reactions are as varied as the different people. Uh, sometimes, depending on what they're dropping into in the lifetime that they're in, the idea is for me to figure out where they are and get them oriented so that if they do feel they're in their body, I'll have them look at their feet and if they can see what's on their feet. Sometimes it's interesting because it's okay to have doubt as to whether or not something like this is going to work. So sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm looking at this. My feet are this. Why are my feet like that? You know, and I, I just keep on asking them the question so that I can figure out whether they're fully in another body, whether they can see any scenery around them. Sometimes, though, if they go to a spirit place, there's no scenery. They may see colors or they may not feel as though they have a body or sometimes things just are popping into their head. And with each person, it can be different. Some people are very visual. Others feel things. And others just know things. So we work with who they are as well. And usually during the interview process, I can figure out just how visual someone is or whether or not they're just going to know certain things. Mm -hmm. So whether they see it, feel it, or imagine it, it doesn't make any difference. They're still going to find the answers that they're looking for in a way that works best with them. So it's strictly a case-by-case basis. It only makes sense that it would work that way because it needs, the message needs to become apparent to the person in a way that they will receive it. So if it's something foreign to them, they're going to probably rebuke it slightly. That's right. If it would be frightening for them to be fully in a body Mm -hmm. when something is going on, then they will not be fully in that body. And also during the regression, we put in the suggestion that at any time if you're feeling uncomfortable, you can see it as an observer. So they can step back and forth into the body, then out as well. Because in this regression, it's interesting, we actually go uh, to the transition of death, which seems a little bit scary at first. When I first started, I thought, okay, this is going to be odd. But we find out that the transition of death is often easier than the transition of being born. I would say birth is quite traumatic. (laughs) Yes, much more so. Um, And and it's it's something that's interesting, too. What I, I really enjoy about this method is that anyone who's gone through the process of actually transitioning into death and then onto the spirit side has lost some of that fear. You know, we're, we're hardwired to fear death. Right. Because we don't know what comes after. We may have a belief system, mm-hmm. but we don't really know. But when you go through the process and you die and realize how different it is, I've gone through this twice uh, for myself with this method. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the deaths I experienced was a drowning There's an audio recording that's done as well, which is kind of interesting. And I I, I remember feeling, this is just so peaceful. And on the audio recording, I said, wow, this is not a bad way to go. Uh Well, if you think about it, is not going to sleep a small death or even taking a nap. It's a reprieve. Yes. Mm. You're going from one consciousness to another. Mm. Very interesting. Okay, so you've been through this a couple of times yourself then with your own um, regression. Would you say that it's been enlightening um, or helpful or possibly soothing for any of your circumstances that you were experiencing? 
all of the above. Mm -hmm. And when I first had mine done, I was introduced to it in early 2014. A dear friend of mine uh, had taken the training and said, you know, I'm going to be in town and I want you to experience this. And I said, okay. And I knew nothing about it. And I was too busy at the time to read about it beforehand. So I went into it cold, just with him telling me a few things and then going through the process. So it was really quite interesting because... You can go to a psychic, and a psychic can say, okay, you had a past life as something. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, you can give them a message. But with this technique, the audio recording shows them answering their own questions. You get to hear your own voice talking about past lives. And then you get to hear your higher self speaking through you. So when you hear it as your own voice and you know that you have a connection to your higher self, it's so much more sacred. And you have to accept it because you're the one that's saying this. You have all the answers within you. Yes, you're self-validating as you go. That's right. That's much more profound than having a psychic tell you something about yourself and you you have a resonance with it, but to hear it in your own voice from yourself is different. Yes, and, and what's really, really interesting too, the first one that, that I experienced, I could only listen to it for a few minutes each time because even though I thought I remembered everything, and I tend to be an overthinker anyway, I was thinking, okay, I could be making this up. I'm not quite sure it's working, mm-hmm. but there were things that I didn't remember. And when I listened to the recording and I heard my own voice say these things, and then when I heard this, the difference in tone of my higher self, I really had to listen. I thought, okay, even for me, this is really way out there, mm-hmm. and it is so sacred and so profound. Um, how did your higher self sound to you in com- comparison to your, I guess, more earthly perception? because throughout my lifetime, um, you know, I have two children and a husband, and there would be times that I would use a tone, and they would just do whatever I wanted. (laughs) And I would think, okay, that's interesting. They're not afraid of me. Why are they just doing it? (laughs) And then when I heard my higher self, I heard that tone. And I thought, okay, I, I get it now, because even though it was my voice, there was something that was slightly different. There was just a resonance that came through and a way of just knowing this was what I had to do. And it was no nonsense, kind, but absolutely no nonsense. And I have a sense of humor. (laughs) And even though my higher self was kind, it was just none of, of my way of being. It was very different, yet still in my voice. And the information that was coming through it made perfect sense, but it was some information that I didn't know I knew, which was really strange. That is fascinating. And it really, really was. And I could only, the first time I listened to it, listen a few minutes at a time because it really was profound. And I was used to doing, you know, a lot of things that were considered strange. <laughs> this is just sort of on a side note, just because I'm curious. Sure. You're not, you never actually work, I don't, everybody's got terms for things, but I think it's all just a a way of categorizing just what comes through you comes through you. So have you had spontaneous moments where you've behaved as a medium and your, or psychic moments? Like, do you kind of get it all? I do certain things. The mediumship is not my favorite thing to do. I'm a bit heavier. I do, I do prefer to, if I'm going to channel, I prefer channeling the higher realms. 
but when necessary, I will do the mediumship work. When you say the higher realms, there is sort of a state. The higher self, the, the higher consciousness, the angels, the light beings, that sort of thing. So let's say mm-hmm. you, you work to establish sort of where they are, maybe a time period, maybe a realm, um, that sort of thing. And then after you kind of establish, sometimes I guess male, male, female, or just nothing or something else, then you sort of try to hone in on why they are where they are and what the purpose of that is. And do you find it sort of an experience will be mirrored in their current life, something that they'll discover while they're in that state? There's always a reason for a particular life being shown. Um, sometimes it does does relate to what's going on in their current lifetime. Uh, there are often themes with a lifetime. Some people have a, a theme uh, of being a teacher or working in the healing arts or that sort of thing, and that will come through. Other times, it's just to show them a possibility. I've had clients where, um, in this lifetime, they really were challenged in finding a life partner, and they just couldn't, you know, they, they would say, I just can't get it right. I don't know why. Sometimes, in a past life, they will be shown kind of a, a perfect partnership, and what it's like, and not to make them feel even worse, but to show them that they've had it before and they can have it again. Oh. <laughs> and, and it's really, really wonderful when that happens, when they've been shown that they, they did have this, they did have the knowledge they needed. Um, often I have found with clients who don't have great self-esteem, they will be shown lifetimes where they just knew everything. And everything they touched turned to gold, and they knew who they were. And sometimes that does bleed over afterwards. I find it so interesting in seeing someone like a few months later after they've had the session and just feeling the difference in in who they are and how they relate to themselves. Because, you know, they're meeting themselves, other aspects of themselves, and then knowing that they can connect with their higher self. That's that's pretty profound. Oh, that's lovely. It's it's imbuing them with a sense of personal power that they didn't really realize they even had access to. That's right. That can be the most rewarding thing to see, to, to let people know who they really are. Because quite often, you know, we see ourselves through a filter. You know, we can be very hard on ourselves. And even though someone says, you know, you're a lovely person, you can choose whether or not to believe it. But if you're connecting with the parts of yourself that you can feel where you've done something and you, you have been something and you are something, where your higher self says to you, you are loved and you are loved, that's, you know, that's when the tears come sometimes because it is so sacred. And without a doubt, it's the higher self, even if it can be gruff sometimes, will let the person know that they are loved. And that can be so profound. The philosophy of quantum healing hypnosis therapy is that healing can occur only if an individual wants it to. If someone is tied to their issue, situation, or illness, emotionally, or if it has become part of their sense of self, 
then an important part of them may not be ready to change their condition at this time, but the seed of transformation has been planted. Potential is everywhere. It is completely up to the individual to navigate their own course. Nothing is beyond the realm of possibility. There are no restrictions, just the limits of your own imagination. You're listening to Nature, Therapy, and Beyond with Catherine Skynot. Appreciation to our guest, Wanda Amos, practitioner of the quantum healing hypnosis technique. For instrumentals provided by Blue Dot Sessions, www.sessions.blue, and to you, Thank you for listening.